Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Today, I'm so pumped because I feel very legit. We're coming from Samsung 837 building in the heart of the meatpacking in their podcast recording studio, and I'm joined with Carolyn Brown. Welcome, Carolyn. Hi. Thanks for having me. This is the big leagues. Oh, my God. I kind of feel like I've officially made it in like a weird (laughs) way, Um, but I'm really excited because as everyone knows, I was recording this in my apartment, and it was getting a little difficult with construction in the building and everything else a broken freezer that went humming for like five days straight and I did get some requests to work on the volume so we're gonna see how this works but we'll be good today well Carolyn's a new podcast co-host we we just launched it I know exciting so food trainers podcast what's the actual name of the show it's a food trainers podcast okay Um, it's just so it's so fun it's so isn't it so fun it's just a different way to communicate with people like to yeah have this platform instead of just insta stories i think is such a smart move so. i agree and insta stories i used to be able to record like a ton at once and now i get cut off at four right does it happen to you too <laughs> yes, it happens to me too okay i don't know what I is like going still on i can't even get like i can't add a song to play it i don't know someone else is saying that okay <laughs> so i'm not crazy. alone i thought they'd cut me off they were like bitch shut up <laughs> Enough. So, yeah so i was do- like i felt the same way i just really wanted more I felt like I had more to say and I felt Mm. like I had so many awesome friends that I wanted to talk with and share what they were going through and as I talk about a lot on my page like I'm all about making things approachable Mm -hmm. and so each one is kind of dedicated to a specific topic and I've been wanting to have an RD on for a very long time because I have so many questions (laughs) about a bunch of things um so let's dive right into it cool how would you define success Um, I think it's a couple of things. Of course, it's like finding a fulfilling career and, you know, feeling that daily fulfillment and Mm -hmm. loving what you do. But I also think for me personally, it's freedom. And like that means, you know, freedom of diary. Like we were talking about, like being able to make your own schedule. I can show up here at midday. Amazing. um, Which is really important to me. It's (laughs) like that's just something that like makes me feel alive and makes me feel in control. Um, and then, of course, like I think a lot of times we skip over this, but financial freedom too is yep. important. Definitely. Um, and of course, like really, like adoring, like loving what you do on a daily yeah. basis, I feel like is so crucial. I guess also another part of it for me that makes me personally feel successful is when I do something that's really challenging, like not mm-hmm. a natural, like something I gravitate towards. I guess. Yeah. And like putting yourself out there. <laughs> totally. And so public speaking is like a perfect example of that. Yeah. Where I'm like, it's not something I organically do, but like it makes me feel really good after like yeah. proud so, so that's like I totally agree and I recently I was just working on a project that I don't know if it'll be announced by times releases but it was um basically I was filming a lot of stuff and le- I was so excited that I got it and then mm. I got cast and then that excitement immediately turned to anxiety of yeah. like holy fuck, I can't believe I have to do this. I'm so nervous. I'm going to have to do this and this. And, you know, you spiral into, like, worst case. Totally. But then after, I'm like, that was the most incredible experience, and I'm so proud of myself exactly and how cool is it to actually be able to say yeah. that because if you say in your comfort zone all the time then like you never really exactly have that you never feeling. experience those moments which I never experienced at my old job it was oh, just cool. like yeah okay every day I show up I do some stuff like great whoopee right um so there is such a sense of success in those moments of okay put yourself out there right and like really feeling your time is valued and yeah. all that like when I give talks and stuff now I'm like oh, okay this is it actually has become fun but it really used to be like 
I mean, I, I think even in grad school, yeah. I would like black out <laughs> when I spoke. <laughs> no, I literally, they would say like, okay, let's do another take just for sound. Yeah. And I'm like, I blacked out. I have no idea what I said. What did I say? I can't like, what? It? I'm like, no, <laughs> literally, this will be an entire different like discussion right. because I have no recollection of what I That's just said. Hilarious. So watching the content, they're going to be like, this girl is just rambling. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, yeah was. but also something that really helped. I had dated a guy who was like an actor for a little while, like not like junior. Yeah. But he was like, people want you to do well in front of the camera. Like people, I know no one true. is like hoping that you don't, that you mess this up. And so I think if you can think about it as like, for me, that was so helpful That's to be like, everyone's really trying true. to help you. Yeah. No one's sitting there like who's working on the, yeah, you know, they want filming. good content and they want to get out of there too. Like totally. they're not trying to do 20 takes. Totally. Totally. But it is a sense of like everyone's relying on you. And I think that's where yeah, a little bit of anxiety comes. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what you do and mm-hmm. what did you do? Well, tell me about food trainers. And then I also yeah. want to know what you did before this. I didn't do anything before this. This so was my first come, career. Oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. I was really lucky. So food trainers is a private nutrition practice in New York City and we see clients one-on-one. We do lots of corporate talks, lots of media stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I've been so lucky. I've been there about 10 years. That's amazing. Um, I didn't know that. It's like about, yeah, almost 10 years. So, um, I went straight from undergrad at Tulane in New Orleans to grad school. Um, I knew that nutrition, I sort of through a, a series of events knew that nutrition was yeah. what I wanted to do. Um, what was nutrition like at Tulane in New Orleans? Well, it wasn't. <laughs> and that's actually funny. Lauren, my business partner is a little bit, she, um, she also went to Tulane, but, oh, but really? about 10 years before me. And so I think, and I know a lot of people from who went to school in New Orleans who end up in the wellness field. Cause that's I think it just so gets funny. it out of your system and yeah. you're like I need vegetables I just and went no more drinking a weekend and oh, I felt did. that way so I can't imagine living there yeah it's just like you kind of get over it yeah or I did anyway so um after that I went directly into grad school for my RD and then I luckily was like a dietitian by the time I was 25 and with my master's um, and so I've you. been with Lauren now yeah about nine and a half years um and it's been it's incredible so we yeah we mostly work one-on-one with people it can be yeah. health related it can be um GI issues it can be hormonal microbiome stuff going on but a lot of times it is weight loss related too even yeah. if it's secondary and you do something called not food journaling but what's it we have a program called food stocking yes um, where we literally like it's as close as we can get to following you around (laughs) and like so it's so basically I every morning will send you a tip of the day so it could be you know drink make like drink water today like have that be your focus it could be eat a green at every meal or it could be um you know make sure you get in at least 10,000 steps or whatever you know we try to keep them fun and different every day and then at the end of the day someone everyone sends me their food journal so I check out what they're eating and I give them feedback and I'm like okay so your timing was off today or maybe tomorrow um, try to have an earlier dinner or home cooked mm-hmm. meals or whatever you yeah. know, they need to work on specifically. So it's sort of like it's like as personalized as it can get. But that's what a lot of people need. Totally. It's, like, yeah. it's all about customization. I mean, Absolutely. we don't give anyone like a blanket meal plan and send them on their way. Yeah, it's, it's like, so individual. Tell me what your life is like. Let's figure out how we can you know improve yeah not like overhaul it and I loved I actually did listen to the first episode of the food trainers while I was just eating lunch or it was technically I guess the second and you were talking about how clients love the no's where it's like know that like they choose them yeah they choose them they just really I think people who are especially looking to lose weight or Mm -hmm. get on a healthier lifestyle like being told what to do and struggle in the gray area which is why so many people tend towards like the whole 30 or keto because it's like this is what you eat this is what you don't eat but I really liked how you guys were saying sure you can say some days it might be no sugar Mm -hmm. but other days it can be no complaints yeah like it doesn't have to be food focused absolutely and actually the non-food focused ones of like we have people do a daily victory list of what went well today I love that Um, and and actually recently a gratitude list too Um, and by default it sort of switches your headspace from negative negative which so many women have the bulk of our clients are women of course which isn't surprising but I mean men have food stuff too men have them too like that goes way overlooked but yeah. men have them I know like from conversations with my husband but also I have a lot of close guy friends and hearing mm-hmm. them talk about things like they care maybe equally totally. as females just but they as just a- don't have the people to talk to about it so then they don't talk about it but then they just do really restrictive things on yes. their own <laughs> yes or like go crazy about getting to the gym yeah um, yeah, yeah, and men by default too can a lot of times just follow strict rules a little bit more easily. Yep. Like a lot of times a man will come in, um, will come up with a plan, he'll stick exactly to it, he'll come in in one month, ha- not like have made all of the changes, see the results, and like yeah. go on his way. And women come in usually every week, they want to talk yeah. about what's going on, what's coming up emotionally, 
what's happening, what mm-hmm. went well, what went, what didn't go so well. So yeah, it's um, not I mean, surprising. And, yeah, no, I love that part of it. I mean, it <laughs> yeah. really is food therapy. <laughs> it totally is. Yeah, and I want to get into the weight loss aspect of this mm-hmm. because I do feel like, and you also touched on this, but in your podcast, but I feel like weight loss has gotten a very quote unquote bad rep mm-hmm. in this wellness industry. Totally, and I get. I get part of the reason why. Like, I get that not every single person should be striving to lose weight. Like, I don't think either of us have a lot of weight to be losing and to, like, harp on that. But I do think that there are a lot of people out there who – in a, they would be healthier if they lost a little bit yeah, of weight. Yeah, feel better, Or they too. would feel better. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think where it can get dangerous, of course, is if their girls are spending, you know, all – like – all of their life trying to lose five pounds. Exactly. Um, but where I think, you know, what we try to do is make wellness, like help people lose weight in a really healthy way and yeah. it's doable and it doesn't also have to be the shameful thing. Um, and I yeah. think when people are, you know, it has gotten a really bad rap in the wellness space. Yeah. Um, and I think there are ways to do it. Like we, you know, we, see like 90% of my clients are want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe 50% of them want to talk about it with their friends. Yeah. Um, so it, it still is like this little shameful thing. And I think we really need to like get rid of that. Yeah. Because um, I do think it's the same thing as we were saying where everything is so individualized. Like it's not a blanket statement. All of you, sh- everyone should lose weight, but there are a lot of people where they would feel better. Well, they would, their well, le- certain levels would like decrease that need to go down. Absolutely. And a lot of times people are secretly trying to do it on their own exactly. and trying these really, really strict, you know, trying keto on their own, trying yeah. paleo on their own, trying Whole30 and then failing, you know, a lot like falling off of it after a week because it's too strict. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think, what the dangerous part is where you end up yo-yo dieting and that's not Definitely. like, it's, that d- never, you end up gaining weight. That yeah. never results in weight loss. <laughs> and ever. Exactly. It just ends up in lifelong food issues. Totally. I mean, I have women who still do that at, in their 70s. Yeah. And I think what you were saying of like the last five pounds, like I feel like the last five pounds, quote unquote, is where that's not really weight loss. That's more, well, obviously you're losing weight, but the last five pounds is never going to really make or break a certain aspect of your health. That's where it can become obsessive. It's more totally. like the... And no one else notices. No one notices five I can, pounds. Like, I, I mean, I we, we actually turn everyone around to weigh them. Yeah. No one sees the scale in my office. Oh, I like that. Um, because I think the number can be debil- debilitating for a lot of people. It yeah. can ruin people's days, even if they, like, quote, unquote, don't care. Yeah. Um, so we turn everyone around to weigh them. I'm the only person who sees the number. But, like, it's so interesting that like, people can feel really – people can feel really a lot better in that five-pound range, too. Yes. So it's not to say it's not important. I just th- I think when someone's, like, fixated on that, yeah. um, that's where, like, the danger can lie if you're, like, trying all these deep bloating totally. things and skinny teeth. Like, p- people still come in trying ridiculous things. Yeah. Skinny teeth. I can't can't even but also like that's the five pounds is sometimes like what your body just is supposed to be at and how you're the healthiest version of yourself that's, it's such a good point I mean everyone's body should fluctuate a little bit yeah. so like I think for most women we should probably have a five pound little like weight fluctuation definitely to feel comfortable with um and especially like hormonally too a lot of times you yeah know, we p- women do around their period gain you know whether it's one pound to five pounds yeah. I've had women gain more than that and, and that's usually a little hormonal the five pounds to get your period back if you're someone oh my that's gosh. not menstruating that is such a good point yeah we are, I'm seeing a lot with hormones and getting off the pill and post sure. pill syndrome I'm going through that right now it's hard it's and a so lot of hard. that's like where vitamins and supplements come in yeah. um to play too but it's a really tricky yeah it's, it's so a, tricky it's I've tricky been and everyone's bodies are different any birth control mm-hmm. and still nothing and I'm like really we're gonna go to can you come <laughs> back yeah, please yeah a lot of times it is um like vitamin deficiency birth control yeah um, depletes vitamin b vitamin c and it can affect your microbiome too and a lot of times we've yeah. been on it for so long it it teaches your body to not make estrogen um so it can it's it's really common and there's a lot that you can do yeah so that's the good news I also think I threw my body off because not only did I take my IUD out but then Mm. I started doing chelation therapy for my mercury detox so it was like okay let's pull this like object out of your body and then also deplete you of every vitamin yeah yeah I mean and it's important you needed to do that absolutely Um, but have to know when you have to do something exactly. like that. Exactly. So I was like, okay, the priority, are. and then I'll I'll get to it. I know um, it's rough though. The it's really rough. Yeah. So, <laughs> what would you say your favorite characteristic about yourself is? Oh, um, I think I'm an innate enthusiast. Like, yes. if you're excited about something, I'm so excited about I it. I love that. Um, and I think that that's actually so beneficial for my job too. Like, when people come Definitely. in, I'm like, I can really find the silver lining for most people, and like yeah. the victory list, like I was talk- talking about earlier, the gratitude stuff. Um, I think that stuff is so important on how you frame your really life, your important. day, how you're thinking about your world, your food, all of that stuff, your body is how you live in the world. Yeah. Um, so I think that that has been really beneficial for me personally and professionally. 
That's so great. And I get that sense from you just from, A, watching your page, but then, B, like, getting to know you over the past, I guess, like, year we probably met a year ago. Right. Um, But I totally agree. You have a sense of enthusiasm about you. Yeah, and especially because I get to love – I love so much what I do. I'm, like, it's it's such a cliche, but I, like, really am so passionate about nutrition and wellness and, like, getting – helping people feel better, like, the best version of themselves. Helping people is so fulfilling in a way that I never knew it would be. Mm -hmm. And I think that was something I struggled with my first job. I just felt like, okay, we're just exchanging money between rich people's hands. Yeah. And no one really cares. Right. Um, But – now it's a sense of like oh my gosh like I get fulfillment out of things that are so not focused on a monetary value aspect of my mm-hmm. life even if I'm just talking about all my stories of even like when I first opened up about seeing a therapist and so many right. people DM'd me saying you made me feel comfortable to oh finally gosh. go look for one or to talk to someone I'm like that is so fulfilling for me totally I completely because agree. like we should all I mean if we well, can all afford it and fit it into we should our all schedule be we should all be in therapy <laughs> I was in it for like seven years twice a week it's really amazing it's the most beneficial it's changed thing changed my life that's so I cool mean, Absolutely. So I really wanted to have an RD on here for many reasons, but specifically something that I'm struggling with that I would love to get the opinion Mm -hmm. of an RD. (laughs) I feel that, and I really have to watch the way I word this, but in this new era of people gaining followings on Instagram and going to, you know, like there are certain people who are, very much specialized and Mm -hmm. they have the training and they're professionals and then there are a lot of people that because they have a k behind their following number kind of just preach things and tell people what to do and i think a lot of people just want answers as like the consumer of the aspect like everyone wants an answer for something so if someone's going to tell them to do something they're just going to a lot of people will just take it and want to do it because it's the answer that they're looking for so i get a lot of dms all the time about like what should i do for this which like things that i have no absolute no certificate background education to tell them how to handle a situation and so i say I'm very sorry. I don't know. Like for that, I might be going through it also. I can say for that, like I went and saw XYZ person and it really helped me, but it's all individualized. So a lot of times I'll watch people's stories or listen to podcasts or read blog posts and whatever of people who, and I hate to say this because I am one, but it's a lot of health coaches, Mm -hmm. which I think is an amazing practice. It's a great education. I'm so grateful I did it. I love health coaching. But I will never say... I'm a nutritionist. I'm an RD. Like so, the the thing is that nutritionist isn't a yeah. That's there's what I no learned. credentials. That, I, you I just learned anyone that. can call themselves a nutritionist. You could Which be a real estate crazy. person and call yourself a nutritionist because I feel like I never knew that until recently. But I feel as if I make it. I try to make it as clear as possible yeah. that like I don't have the education to help you lose weight in a very specific like mm-hmm. numbered way like, props or to you for doing that though. yeah that's the thing but, is like because people monetize yes so then i think that. about how fucking annoyed i would be if i was an rd who went through all of this education <laughs> and then there are people out there just Thank like you for saying that. claiming to do the same yeah. fucking thing yeah i mean i think at the end of the day legitimacy shines through i hope i agree um and so i agree health coaches are great and they're necessary yeah. and they allow like you know, people need an advocate it's for a perfect themselves. like a Assistant, I say, to a a doctor, to a dietitian, and someone who can really follow up with you. I, I mean, I think having health coaches and people who love it, you know, and can don't have five years to go back to school, and and it's like the RD. It's um, a lot. It's a lot, and I had to work in a hospital for a year. Yeah. um, But the credentials were important to me, and I was super young. It would would be a different thing, I think, if I were going back for a second career now. Um, And I just, and I think. Yeah, I think that hopefully at the end of the day, you know, pay attention to what people are saying if they're trying to promote products yeah. to you. Um, watch that if they're like, you know, supp- I, I'm a big fan of supplements, but I would never really like promote them blanket. Yes, on just like that's the media. biggest thing that drives me crazy. It's like this week, this is the probiotic I take, and everyone should take this. And then the next yeah. week, it's like these I are the vitamins I take. You should all take them too. It's like, how yeah, the fuck avoiding that you should. Blah 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 is really important to me. Yeah. For me, it's like here are things that have worked for clients and sometimes for myself. Yeah. Um, but tried trying to not um, exactly even talk about like what do I eat in a day, like those sort of things too. Yes, like people I don't agree. need to follow exactly. It goes it goes back to personalization of everything. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like being annoyed by it, I think I was at one point, but now no, I think that whatever. like I do think like getting information out there is 
is great and you just have as a consumer have to be smart enough to weed through it and do your own research and I'm like kind of psycho about research and finding like and backing things that I you know like put out there um but in terms yeah I think it's just like being aware of like what credentials actually are um and knowing you know who you're getting information from and like and also just like tracking it a little bit too and making sure that there's actual legitimacy to And I would say if you're a consumer out there listening to this who's looking for a health coach, great. Like there are plenty out there and there are amazing people that do this. But if you're looking for a dietitian. I mean, I don't love all the what RDs say either. No, exactly. (laughs) So there's a lot of people who did go through the schooling and we are not, we are very opposite um, or I completely disagree with a lot of what's out there. And it's the same as like bioindividuality. It's not like a blanket statement where every RD is great and every health coach is great. And some people are great for other people. So like there are times when someone who I totally disagree with, I know would work better for like an eating disorder patient. Like I don't do anything with eating disorders. Um, and so I would send it to someone who maybe wouldn't be like my first pick as like a colleague. Yeah. <laughs> so I no, think it's I totally that. agree. And I think as a consumer, it's just being really clear about like what you need and what specific certification people have. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Because I, I even get that. a lot of DMs of like, I'm looking for a dietitian. I'd love to work with you. I'm like, where have you ever gotten yeah. the information that I'm a dietitian? Right. Because, right. like, I want to squash that. I, I have so much respect <laughs> for people that are dietitians. But, like, I left my job a year ago. I knew that, like, I mean, I didn't even think I'd be health coaching. So I knew that it, it wasn't something that I was, like, I'm so passionate. I want to go spend five years and get all of my credentials mm-hmm. because I, I don't think it's the end all be all of my future and my yeah. company. So I knew that. But I, I just think it's such an irky water to walk it in is, and, I is, get and, I, and I do hope it. like New York state legislation and stuff will get will clarify yeah. it a little bit more um but that's completely up in the air too yeah, so to me it is just like it is just always like continuing our own education too and like even yeah. if you are a health coach like going back to even like going to cool conferences and stuff yeah um, I just went to like a food is medicine one I just finished a functional and integrative medicine program too that was a year I want to know um, about those I'm in yeah. right now Carrie Glassman's oh my gosh she's the yeah, best the nutritionist she's life. the best nutritionist <laughs> yeah no, so I love that so, like that so I think good. combines I think that's honestly a perfect program for people who graduate health coaching mm-hmm. like IAN is where I went but I know there are others to learn more about the nutrition or the diet like whatever yeah. the nutrition aspect of it because health coaching school can be a little bit like it's not blanket but it's not as in-depth specific well, I on certain topics the thing with health but that's coaching the point of it the thing with health coaching school though isn't it you can do as much as you want to exactly. do and yeah. it's kind of up to you as the totally. learn, learner which I appreciate like we should all be adult learners at this point we don't need someone yes. like quizzing us every week I know um, but also like you, you can graduate from the you program without doing too do much nothing. If, you, if you chose yeah. to I totally agree so so would you ever go back are there other certificates that you well, so want I just, I just finished this one year program with um, an amazing MD named Aviva Ram Okay. Um, and it's a women's functional and integrative medicine program. And I really feel like that's the future of medicine is yeah, like looking I at the totally whole body, um, not separating our gut and GI system from our, our gut brain. Is everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> and so much new research is coming out every day about how it impacts, you know, memory, mood, all of like yeah. everything. Um, immunity. There's so. actually a huge connection that. Do you know Phoebe Lapine? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, so she yeah. we recorded an episode. It hasn't released yet. Or I guess it will release by the time this releases. But. She focuses on SIBO, small right. intestine bacteria overgrowth, and she has told me multiple times, and I continue to have to listen to something she sent me, but that there's a large connection between a concussion, post-concussion, having SIBO and a bunch of gut health wow. issues. Wow. Which is fascinating. Obviously, yeah. makes sense when you think about it because yeah. of the connection of the brain and the gut, mm-hmm. but it's just, it sh- like, they're so related. The gut, I think, is... Where everything happens. Well, it's the second brain, it's but second it really brain. probably is like the primary. I, I mean, primary. breaks down everything that you end up absorbing. It makes yeah. a lot of sense. It's wild what our bodies can do. I'm amazed yeah. by them. I know. It's so fascinating. So that's really why I like loved this program. And it's, yeah. it was intense. It was a little more medically sort of inclined. But and it was also, it in person or online? It was all online, which was different for me and not yeah. necessarily how I learned best. I think I've learned. I agree. Um, but I learned so much about hormones. Like I'm getting so many, like we were talking about earlier, like girls coming in post pill, trying to get pregnant, fertility stuff. I think stuff. that's where a lot of this um, industry is going yeah yeah hormonal Tot- I completely agree I mean we even with like environmental toxins and stuff uh-huh. you know, <laughs> yeah you know we yeah not to mention being on the pill or other sort of hormone disruptors plastics all that stuff are endocrine disruptors so yeah. it's a really big deal and I think bodies. we were all like obviously it is 
it can be a lot easier for others to get pregnant. But mm-hmm. growing up, it was so much like, you're going to get pregnant the second you have sex. Right. So yes. everyone take birth <laughs> like control. Like, when did things turn from everyone not wanting to get pregnant to yes. everyone wanting to it's get so pregnant? Funny. It's like being you, really you hard. grow up, you're so afraid <laughs> that you're going to get pregnant the second you have sex. Like, whether the act actually happens or not, it's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get pregnant. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden... You want to get pregnant for like people out there want to get pregnant and then you can't it's you realize how absolute difficult it can be. Yeah, absolutely. It is for so many women. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're seeing a lot of that. I'm actually low key working on a fertility program, a pre preconception awesome. program with my sister who's an acupuncturist and herbalist. Oh, so really? she comes to it from the Chinese medicine. Is she background. based in New York? She's in Connecticut, so we will do so it'll be sort of like videos and stuff, but we're really excited because it is such a um a, a market in need of Definitely. some help and there's so much you can do before you ever even start thinking about babies but also like as you're actively thinking about it um from even like you know from a food perspective from a potentially supplement perspective we're gonna be really careful with that of course um and from a stress de-stressing standpoint too so we're gonna sort of look at all look at it from all angles and um really try to help people yeah that's my next like sort of endeavor um separate from food trainers yeah that's amazing Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to learn more about that (laughs) Yeah, well, it's in the very, it's in the yeah. the, the brainstorm phase, um, phase, but I'm like, it, I don't know, it's something so that feels really So when I'm eventually ready to try yeah. and have a child, then we'll talk. <laughs> uh, that's also everyone's favorite question, which also bothers me. It was like the thing of when you were engaged, like I did this whole piece on fuck the wedding diet because everyone that. was like, what are you doing for your wedding diet? What are you your doing wedding was the like, most beautiful thing uh, I've ever oh seen my in my God, life. Thank you so I feel much. like I would, I would like stock there. <laughs> Thank you Therapy. so much. This, what is it called? The, the Sisters of Cedar oh my Lakes. God. The most beautiful venue it, and the truly, most beautiful Truly, I've wedding. never been happier oh. being somewhere in my entire life. It's like my heaven. But everyone was asking me about a wedding diet, and I was so frustrated by the question because it feels so invasive, and it also it's obviously ridiculous. assumes you that you need you to be on a diet. But that's like a second you get married, everyone's like, what are you having children? I know. And I just want to be like, I don't even fucking have my period. So... <laughs> I don't know. Like that's amazing. Well, when I, I'm personally, having... I've just skipped all of that. So, like, <laughs> everyone's like, uh-huh. but everyone always has yeah. questions. Like, there's always a question. Um, a hundred percent. Like, no are you seeing what. someone? If you are, it's like, do you think you're gonna get married? And then when you're gay, I'm like, we've been together for a month. Yeah, like, can everyone chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very. Cool. But back to what we were talking about of like how you were saying that you feel this integrative practice is yeah. maybe the future. Where yeah. do you see this wellness movement? Um, I think to bioindividuality. I think that yeah. really being able to look at what's going on personally, like we were talking about microbiome, like find Definitely. out exactly what's going on with you microbiome-wise. Um, brand, you know, even like the more that we're learning with um, hormones and stuff and these Dutch tests, tests, I think the tests will keep getting better and better. I'm not sure that anything's really worth all of our money just yet. Yeah, that's it's in such I the beginning wonder. stages. But um, I've got, I did the Dutch tests and I was really interested in the results. I got in like a, like they made sense for some like hormonal yeah. stuff that was going, that I had had going on um and so I think the more information we have about our own bodies the better and sometimes yeah. as much as I don't like to like fixate on numbers and stuff sometimes that information is really helpful on just things you should focus on things you should maybe cut back on a little bit definitely um and even I know that you've talked a lot about like drinking and things like that yeah. that's something that like see, getting some hormonal panel results and stuff the number one thing with a lot of that stuff is like alcohol does not help this I know and probably yeah probably really hurts this yeah <laughs> so um like I think that that's just been really beneficial information for me personally so I really do think that that's going to continue being the, the future I never know with like the tests because certain people like each office has a different test that they use. I mean, and if you have a couple hundred run, dollars to throw away I, like, and they're so expensive. Go for it. I know. Um, I, I don't recommend it for clients at yeah. this point. It's just too much. Speaking of alcohol, do you drink? I do. Yes, but um, I cut back a like lot. Me? I've said I've reading That's your I piece re- like resonated so much with me. Yeah. Um, the past couple of years, it's just like I do so much work to feel like a sane, normal version of myself, exactly. an anxious version, and like and when I look back on like my twenties too, everything that oh went wrong was related to drinking too much, or like yeah. every bad situation I was ever in, the alcohol was like excessive alcohol was a problem. Yeah. Well, also my personal. Hang, like my hangovers are yeah. anxiety like totally I wake up so ang- I vividly remember in college like not only were we excessively drinking but we were like recreationally taking my friend's ADD medicine and <laughs> oh I know those days yeah like <laughs> yeah. awful and I would wake up with the like calm down of it all and want to just throw up because of anxiety not because I felt like I was actually sick but yeah. I felt like my heart was coming out of my throat right and even like now when I get hangovers that aren't nearly as bad but it's it 
is so like, anxiety yeah. inducing. I'm like, why am I putting myself through this yes. when I do all the shit? I spend so much money on like right. therapy, saunas, therapy, yeah, yeah. acupuncture. You name it, I've tried it. <laughs> and then you're just giving yourself a like yeah. a, the antidote of all that. Exactly. You know? It's like, okay, good work today. That's wash it all down yeah. the drain. I mean, I, but I love having a glass of wine too. Exactly. And I don't There's I think such if, a balance. You know, if you feel like you can do that, like with a little with the sense of control or you're in the driver's seat yeah. for it. Um, I mean, I love my wine. We at oh, I love, love our tequila. Like I just came That's back from a bachelorette thing. weekend. Like, I, you I love know. alcohol. Yeah. So it's just like <laughs> Okay, having one so, versus like five. Yeah, we um, actually a rule that it helps me a lot and helps a lot of clients is um, naming your number ahead of time. And so I always say a single digits per week, no yeah. matter what, no matter who you are. Yeah, um, I think that's like pretty fair and like you know, so nine or less per week. Yeah, um, which like is not what we were doing in college or post college uh, or I even was like not last doing couple that, years. Like, a year ago. Yeah, no, and that's totally fine. Yeah. But it's also starting with where you're at. So a lot of times people will come in and be like, "Oh, that's no problem." But then, and then they think about it. Then they write it all down. So we yes. have people food journal, and they come back in a week and are like, "Oh, so I had you know seventeen drinks this week." Yeah. And um, and so from a, if someone's coming in for like a health or weight loss or whatever, you can look at that and say like, okay, so one that's one thing. First of all, seventeen is just like definitely excess. Yeah. But even yes. at ten, if you're not seeing, you know, if weight loss is a goal and you're not seeing that you know, the scale move, like hello, that's a, over a thousand extra calories in exactly. a week. Um, so and we're also like, it's like smart drinking. A right. lot of people are like, give me the fruitiest, like gorgeous cocktail on the yeah. menu. You don't, there's so much sugar and shit in that. So much sugar and tonic water is like basically eating, they're drinking regular soda, eating cookies. I tried to get my grandmother to stop drinking tonic. She loves it so much. I'm like, okay, whatever, Whatever. you're 87 at this point, like have all this tonic you want in your life. I think there's a but, brand called Fever Tree that is lower. Yeah, like, that's what better. my parents have. Yeah. But like still, I can't even drink it. It tastes so bad to me. I know. I agree with you. Um, I don't know why that's a thing still. It neither. But I, so my sister, my older sister actually, like I guess started this trend a few years ago where she randomly decided she was going to only have a certain amount of drinks a week. Mm-hmm. And she said something to me. And I think it was like seven. And I was like, oh, that's I can do that. She's mm-hmm. like, all right, try it. And I got to seven by Wednesday. Yeah. Well, now what? She's like, well, now you're not supposed to drink Drink the rest of the week. I was like, no, what? Yeah. What works for me personally is just to not drink like midweek, early week. Um, I like to save them for the weekend usually. Um, And so that, you know, and to just, I have like usually two max per night. Yeah. Um, I try to do that anyway. No, Molly Um, and I were talking about that. She's like, Molly, do you know Molly Lucas with Khalifa? I know of on her. Instagram? I don't know. I okay. her. She was on here. We were mm. talking about like living a healthy social balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Healthy, balanced social life. And she was like, after two drinks, like that's my downfall. That's where like she's like, I'm a little bit of a it's lightweight. Like one of the benefits of dr- getting older too. Your it, body really totally. doesn't process it as well. Yeah. Like you're so there are a lot there's a lot you can do for your liver though too, if you're gonna yeah. be drinking. So we do like a lot of like liver loving sort of like um even like broccoli, spinach, like dark leafy greens and things. Yeah. Um, but also um there are some supplements too if you're like a regular drinker. <laughs> well that's what I've started to focus on now because I originally cut back on drinking because of my concussion. Yeah. And so when I drink now, like even just two drinks, I really have to focus on like that day I'm drinking a ton of water right I take extra electrolytes like Mm -hmm. I'm very aware of what I'm drinking like not all alcohol is created equal whatsoever 100% yeah I'm very interested in the organic like natural no sulfite added wine situation that we're moving in I'm really interested in that too I mean the pesticides on wine are a really big deal especially California wines um that they can actually like be what causes more hangover too um and so unfortunately even if you're getting organic California wines a lot of time they will have pesticides side residue um so we love like new zealand biodynamic wines yeah. by default they all i think are organic in new zealand okay good to know because so. i also hate reading a wine list because i'm like oh good i look like an idiot because i know nothing, nothing. Here. Know. like when they hit me a big book i'm like Whoa. yeah 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 a white something i know i get totally overwhelmed also i get so I, overwhelmed just, i have one guy friend who really knows his shit so i love going out to dinner with him and i'm like zach please just choose <laughs> you I handle no this. idea <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's something I'm really interested in. It's definitely one I want to f- spend some time researching. I haven't, honestly. Yeah, we recorded a, a podcast on drinking. Oh, did um, you? It'll be out in a couple of weeks. But, okay, perfect. Um, yeah, I've done the research for me. I, we have done, we did. There are alcohol scientists out there. Yeah, um, sure. I gave a talk at Wellco last, like over the holidays. Um, Lauren and I gave a talk on drink, and like it was about happy hour and sort of like yeah. drinking um, around the holidays, but it applies to this time of year also in the summer. Always. Um, but actually, it's interesting. Happy hour is the best time to drink because, it, assuming you stop after, yeah, because it gives because your body time to process it. it before you go to bed. Yeah, um, well, and so it doesn't affect your sleep as well, as much. Getting in bed like tipsy, yeah. and then waking up in the middle of the night and being like, "I'm drunk." And like, I feel it like- has happened while I was asleep. <laughs> 
And now I missed the all the fun part. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not even receiving the benefits. You're just drunk in the middle of the night. Yeah. Not the best. And well, you actually did a podcast on the batches. Um, yeah. Yeah. Diet starts tomorrow. That was, yeah. They were awesome. And that was on drinking. <laughs> yeah. That's what well, I listened to it. And I was like, oh my gosh. I remember I DM'd you. I was like, I loved this episode. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It was interesting. I mean, we got, I got so many college age, post-college new clients from oh, that episode. Sure. I was like sh- amazed. <laughs> well, that's like their they've power. They've got a massive demographic. It's crazy. It's crazy. They're really cool. They're great girls. Yeah. They're awesome. I know another person who has done work with them and they've said great things. Um, but I do think that the cutting back on drinking is also a movement of the future, in my totally. opinion. Totally. I like, absolutely people agree. Keep sending me messages being like, oh my gosh, I don't know why I was so ever so nervous or embarrassed to order a mocktail at a bar. Like, right. this is awesome. And like, make and your own. You- it doesn't have to be on the menu. Just like, Ask totally. We always say like add bitters to, to sparkling yeah. water. Um, yeah. Even just like get bringing your own BYO kombucha, like sneak yeah. them in places. I think that like that also is a move. You can always shit can, in everywhere. Yeah. If you're at a nice place too, a lot of times they do have kombucha on the menu. So yeah. Um, and even like shift. bartenders love, I was always that asshole. Like, and obviously it depends on the bar. If you're in a dive bar, like no, they're not going to want to do this, but a cocktail bar or a nice restaurant. I loved to ask a bartender and be like, okay, I really like spicy, mm-hmm. not too fruity. I love cucumber accents and like right. tequila and like play around with it. And they make something. So now I just do the same thing and just ask for no alcohol. I love that. Or like if That's I great. really like the look of a cocktail on a menu, I'll just say, can I have this? Yeah. But sub whatever the alcohol is with club soda i love it yeah one person was like we can't do that i was like why That's he's a- like well <laughs> we just can't it was like these aren't like i'll pay yeah <laughs> uh, like what it was the wildest thing uh, but then he's like but we do have mocktails i'm like where what i'm lost at this situation like I but want what I want. Um, yeah. For the most part, it's easy. I feel like I totally agree with the, the drinking less is the wave of the future. Yeah. And I'm like pretty. And now there are non-alcoholic bars I, that are open. Have you been? No. But one, people send them to me a lot. Mm. But one um, that's people have sent me, it looks as if it's like a pop-up. And I think they're trying to get funding. I forget the name oh, of it now. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think um, there was a New York Times piece on it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Definitely yeah. agree. It's interesting. My I have a sister who's sober, a brother who's sober. Yeah. There's a lot of like a lot of people in my like orbit who are or don't really drink very much. Yeah. Um, and it's so it really like people do really cool things. Well, that's the other thing. Like, that's but not life issue. doesn't just exist in no. bars. But that's what pisses me off about New York because we live for the well majority of this city lives for the night and not for the day. Mm-hmm. Like people are fine sitting in their apartment all day doing nothing and then getting dressed at 8 o'clock, going to dinner, and then clubbing until 4. Mm-hmm. Like, that, to me, it makes me want to throw up thinking about that. Yeah. But there are so many different worlds in New York, though. It's I like agree. It comes there down are. to, like, finding some stuff that, I don't yeah. know. I dated someone who, like, had a breathwork um, sort of, like, meditation studio. Yeah. And so it, like, introduced me to this whole new world of people who didn't drink at all and, like, went to live music and went did a lot of, like, really fun There's things There's so much night. fun stuff to do. It's um, just finding the right people yeah. to go with or to introduce you to it. Because, right. like... Right now in my world, I kind of just feel like everything that involves being outdoors is like, okay, you're paying to sit on a patio and drink. Like, Mm -hmm. what else is there? Fine. Like, you know, you go to parks. It's just, it's much easier in certain aspects of the world. Like, when I visited Colorado, I know you were just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I belong in this place. Totally. Like, people get up early and they go on big hikes. Hikes. And that's like their activity as friends. Totally. Yeah. We went whitewater rafting on a bachelorette weekend, which is like crazy. It was not just like so awesome. Um, Yeah. So I think that that, there's such a tide turning. Yeah. It's it's definitely very interesting but mm-hmm. i think it it will voice cry. <laughs> i think it is the movement in, of the future because i i feel even like people in their young 20s are starting to be like wait i actually don't like drinking right so. i mean that comes down to getting more in touch with your body too yes. which is an awesome thing too of like you know this just this doesn't make me feel great and that's comes to a food yeah like, that's true on a food perspective too i think that self-awareness and then following through on it Definitely. to be like this doesn't make me feel great and so i'm gonna watch it yeah and from an rd's perspective and i because you said you talk with your clients about this a lot but what would be your suggested like drink or two for people to be drinking uh, we love tequila I do so too. clear spirits are better um okay. they don't have the congeners which are um congeners which are um the sort of what makes things darker okay. um so they're filtered out 
basically sort of like the stuff that makes it a little more toxic, yeah. but toxic to our livers um, and gives you more hangovers too. So the clearer the alcohol, the better. I love wine too. Like you're talking about organic biodynamic. Yeah. Um, so I do, I'm like more of a wine person or like a, my friends have a, a bar right down the street from where we're um, recording this called The Wild Sun. And I have, love it there. They have green margaritas. I really And like I live for those. <laughs> Um, I haven't had a green margarita, but I've been there. I yeah. used to spend my cousin basically lived at the Wayland, which uh, they own. Yeah, they own. Yeah, in the East Village. Mm-hmm. So I used to go there a lot. I dream of their spicy hot nuts, like their bar nuts. They're I've never been to the East Village. So <laughs> good. They are so good. Um, but I've never had drinks at the Wild Sun, so okay, we'll have to go. get a drink. Absolutely. Done. Um, but I do like the food there. Okay, so you're a tequila. Yes. All right. For sure. And. On wine, is it, like, obviously not a blanket statement, but are you white, red? Yeah, white. Um, yeah, I'm actually not a rosé person. It's just a personal preference. Same. More like Sauvignon Blanc. I'm and not a rosé person yeah. either. I think we're the only two people in New York City I, like, in the middle it, of the summer. Sure, like, I'll have it. If it's the only thing being served, like, I'll have a glass of it. But I'm not like, oh, my God, it's nice out. Give me rosé. Right, I completely My agree. mom could drink a bottle of Whispering Angel in five seconds. Like, she Most lives for rosé. Most of my friends, too. I know. I'm always like, I'll just get a so glass of my own. Yeah. <laughs> Like lunchtime at the beach, it's like bottles are being poured so at my funny. house, and I have no. I'm just kind of like, eh. it's an easy one to say no to for me too. Well, I know, so. same. Yeah, no, no, no. And so that was inter- what you said about having like a lot of sober, sober people in your orbit. How do you recommend people? Because it's something I definitely struggle with when they're surrounded by people who are not sober and who really love to drink. Like mm-hmm. my family. Is a big drinking family. Yeah. Family's tricky because you're it's like spend tough. a lot of time with them condensed. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I have a couple of suggestions. First of all, maybe choose a time of day. Like maybe like for me, it's not day. I don't I can't day drink. Yeah. Um, I just feel like shit. So I put like if I, I start at like five o'clock would be the earliest I would have a drink. Okay. So sometimes just setting some, you know, like we talked a little about earlier, rule, a couple of rules yeah. that make sense to you. So it might be three days a week, I'm going to make it alcohol-free, even if I'm with these people. Um, And go out of your way to, like, rewrite, you know, maybe it's go to a different location or something that isn't as, there's not as much temptation. Yeah, Um, that's true. And have a conversation, too. Yeah, I I have. And it's been so helpful. No, but (laughs) that's a great piece of advice because, like, I, my older sister has definitely, like, cut back on drinking a while ago as well. She drinks, Mm -hmm. but, like, cut back. And it was something that I had to have the conversation kind of with my family. Not they're so supportive of everything, but it was more just like, hey, I'm not really drinking anymore. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, maybe we can collectively like drink a little less, drink a little less. And my parents have definitely now that I've kind of brought it to their attention. It was just so standard of everyone like totally. in our orbit was just like, we love to celebrate by drinking. I know. And it, and it wasn't a fun anything thing. Negative. And that's actually what's just the, like, I let's think have fun. Right. And you know, there are the studies that show that like red drinking red wine is good for you. And like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. that's because of, I think the social situation. Exactly. Um, the fact that you're like surrounded with community, you're like laughing, the sort of like yeah. after a dinner, the time you like sit around the dinner table um, is the part of it that's really healthy for you. Yeah, it's not like the resveratrol and red wine. <laughs> like alcoholics aren't chugging red wine. Most totally. Of the time it's something else. That's totally. obviously not always the case, but I agree. It's yeah. the aspect of community and celebration. And I think that But that a lot exists of it, also. And I think a lot of times exactly. we're just blinded by or like drunk. So yes. we just don't realize that, that that still is a thing. And it's actually you ha- can have like more serious, intense um, connections with people when it's yes. not fueled by alcohol. Like actually being in a relationship where a like, guy didn't drink for me was like the, the best thing ever. Yeah, that's actually very true. Because also if you think about all the times that you fight with other people or especially with significant others, it's when you're blacked out. Yeah, or you just or like really you misconstrue or, what they said or yes. you can't remember exactly what they said. So you get like, like alcohol picky. causes it. <laughs> oh my God, there was one uh-uh. like uh, Joe and I went on this like my friends all know this story, but we call it like our wild date night. It's this like moment in our past where I don't know what came over us, but like we started day drinking and then we like wanted to have a date night and then we went to one spot and had a few drinks and then we had dinner somewhere else and had drinks and then we were like early in the stages of trying to become locals at Bar Sardines. We were like, oh, let's <laughs> go there after and we had a bottle of wine and then we were like, let's have another, like I, we drank so much and it was uh-huh. just the two of us and I remember we got home but I had left my wallet and my jacket at Bart Sardine. So like I ran back to get it. And like, you know, when it hits you all at once, yes. it yeah. all collectively hit me. And I still am not quite sure how I made it home, but I guess I like called my mom 20 times. Oh, I called no. my friend 20 times, but I said, Joe, these crazy text messages, like a psycho. And like, I, we don't Do fight that. text. Yeah. Like I would, I, I don't, we just don't do that. 
And it was ludicrous. And so we woke up and he like, he used to get really drunk and sleep on the couch because he like couldn't make it yeah. to the bed. Love him. But um, <laughs> and he woke up and was like, woke up to the text yeah. messages and was like, what did I do? Took himself for like an hour walk because mm-hmm. he thought he like did something awful. Oh no. Came home, like woke me up and was like, I don't know what I did last night, but I'm scared of your text. And I was like, I have no idea what you're even talking about. And like that right there was like, this is so unnecessary. Like right. nothing happened that could have, should have even caused a fight. But like, why were we doing that to ourselves? Just the two of us, even. Right. I know. Like, there's no need I know, for the extreme. Sometimes it can be a little fun, but it then just, it's, it, so it's I not. mean, it was so fun <laughs> until it went so far south. Yeah. And it was, that was the worst hangover I've ever had in my life, just from a date, the two of us. Um, sometimes you just need to, sometimes you, like, need a hangover like that to be like, I'm not doing that ever yes. again. Like, okay, I've learned my lesson. Yeah. This is really, like, the wake-up call. Because also, especially when you're working in a corporate job, like, working all week and being mm. so excited for your weekends and then just wasting them totally. on a hangover blows my mind. I know. I know. And then being exhausted to start work again on Monday. Yes. Yeah. And two-day hangovers are such a thing now. <laughs> like real. A real it is thing. a real thing. Yes. So I, I did attest. listen on the Betches podcast. You were saying that like Food Trainers has a rule or not a rule, but a guideline for when you're out to eat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can you get into that? Yeah, absolutely. Bit? Is so it still something you guys practice? Yeah, absolutely. It was a while ago. Um, okay. So restaurant eating is sort of where things can go to cuff for a lot yes. of us who eat out a lot, in, especially in New York the City New York, or big everywhere. cities. Um, and so we have a rule that just tends to give people a little bit of guidance. And so it's one of four and no more. Okay. Um, maximum two of four. And so the four places the Red Meal can sort of go downhill is the booze, of course, the yep. bread bowl, the dinner carbs. So that would be like the potatoes, pasta, you know, whatever sort of um, starchy thing there is. Yeah. And then the dessert. So I want you to choose one of four, if not, t- or maximum two of four of okay. those, and then say no to the other two. I think it like gives you, like choosing your vice is really what this all comes yeah. down to. It's like, we don't expect you to have no fun. I, I Eating out is really important to me too. Same. But, you know, when you have all four of those things and notoriously you wake up the next day and are just like, ugh, I don't feel good. Oh, the worst. Um, so I think from a, like, general health perspective, like, those that rule kind of can give yeah. you a little bit and of... And that's also not that difficult to choose. No, totally. If you're going to drink, like, you don't need to have the bread and the dessert. Yeah. Or if you know that you're a dessert person, then skip the, you know, um, potatoes or sweet potatoes yeah. or whatever Like, I would so much rather have dessert than ever eat a bread basket that's or all the carbs. exact opposite. So, like, yeah. no questions asked. A lot of times I would say I would rather not even eat dinner and have, mm-hmm. like, three desserts so I could try a bunch of different desserts. Yeah. Oh, but that. I think about like their own. client dinners that I used to have at like big steakhouses right. where I would have like a ton of alcohol, mm-hmm. red wine, and then like all the bread basket in the world, all the potatoes, all the french fries, the cream spinach, and then tons of dessert. And I'd get up the next morning and be like, I fucking hate this. Yeah. Like I hate every aspect of the way I feel and now I have yeah. to go work a 12-hour work day. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's such it, it sort of breeds such a world of excess, especially when other people are paying for it. Yes. Um, too, so that is something like free food is not always a good idea. Like, like, actually, it's rarely a good idea. What is up with people and like obsessing? You put free food out there? Like, I know that's a no this. that I set for people a lot, yes. actually, when you're asking about that. Like no complaining and also no free food no like, food that's not yours it's crazy we used to put out like leftovers on the trading floor at the end of the aisle and like i've never seen rich people get so fucking excited about free food <laughs> they would sprint from like, all you have aspects. money <laughs> like everyone makes so much money here you can afford it. it's like a pizza totally. like people just act like it, They're it never almost is like it. free food doesn't affect you like free food means no calories yeah no nothing no consequences it's like give it to me all and totally. i get it it's like halloween candy people can't stop yeah because it's like free and it's there there was like an article that came out recently and i'm gonna mess up the exact statistic but um in offices like that people were eating like thousands of extra calories per week in free food you would be um, disgusted so i mean I, what went I hear it i'm send people we have actually a shop our food trainer shop yeah I um so we that. have like tons of healthy snacks to sort yeah. of replace those so the goal is that you always have something on you like safety snacks on you so that you're always set up to, the, to not make that decision yeah. and that you know that you have something um, that's going to leave you feeling much better. Um, so to make the best possible decisions, like the, that little planning piece is really what the difference between is, totally. the difference is between um, knowing what to do and like doing it, you know, yeah. like the planning and having, having stuff available. I agree. And I also think it's a sense of community. And I think mm-hmm. majority of, I maybe you are the same way, but majority of my audience is definitely still in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And so I do get a lot of questions about this of like, how did you maintain a balanced life when you were working? And I think another aspect that's hard is like, it's the act of community. So it's like pizza fries, Day, everyone mm-hmm. like jump in and like it does take 
a lot, you kind of are putting yourself in a corner of being like, oh, I'm actually not going to have the pizza. Yeah. Like way more in your own head but than if you're in doing anyone else. The thing is that if you're choosing, so if, if a client came in and had this exact yeah. issue, I would say, okay, if the pizza is really important to you that day, like Fridays, yeah, then have, like, the pizza, ha- have the pizza, yeah. bring maybe a salad with it, have something in addition to it, yes. and then move on. Like it's exactly. Not, like, one slice of pizza is never the problem. Do anything. Um, but I think that the preparation is so key. Like mm-hmm. I used to have Obviously, if you're someone that can have this, a lot of people like can't have all the snacks on hand because mm-hmm. they'll eat all of them. So fine, portion out your snacks. Yeah, we do single serving snacks. Exactly. Only. I mean, it's a, it still is a problem. Abby, I'm always like, Abby will kill me. Abby's food cart for all of the waste that we do with like it's the difficult. single serve snacks. But it's important for a lot of people. And it's hard for a lot of people. So yeah. like, I totally get that. But the other goal too is like you're eating enough at your meals so that you're not finding yourself grazing all day. Yes. We set you up with other behaviors if you're feeling bored. Get out for a walk. Make yourself a cup of tea. Yeah, like tea there's a lot of stuff that we can do if you're just like a nonstop grazer um, honestly whenever I snacked in the office I wasn't even hungry I was just bored mm-hmm. which is a lot of that aspect totally. like bored eating is definitely I think about now how much less I consume on a daily basis than what do I you? used to at my desk yeah instrumentally less interesting like I used to have three breakfasts I would get up at 4 30 I'd have like oh a banana God. and then I'd work out and then I'd have like um, a different piece of fruit and then at nine I would have like a full breakfast, breakfast yeah and I remember my functional medicine practitioner was like Cameron you're eating three like three, three different breakfasts before 9 30 and then you're like ready for lunch at 11 30 like right. what's going on here right and then I would snack all afternoon and then like we'd get tea in the afternoon after that and then I'd get mm-hmm. a cookie like it was just I, I mean I looked the exact same my body so I don't really know how that worked but I just was eating so much more because it was around me. I was bored and like, yeah. I, I mean, know. that is where we have to take everyone's different schedules into account. Like that Cameron wouldn't work the same as this exactly. Cameron. And so it's like, I, I think that that's a really important point too. And yeah. that is why that individuality when coming up with an actual food plan is so important yeah. because your schedule, your life, what you actually like. Um, exactly. Uh, yeah. What your day looks like is going to be different for and it's everyone. People and it's, like I said that I, kind of intermittent fast but not mm-hmm. really i don't yeah. do like the 16 8 i just do like i try to do 13 to 14 hours so that oh. i can actually like reset my mmc of like my digestive ah, system. i love that you oh thanks yeah just <laughs> mitigating motor knowledge in there oh no um, i love that you just said that but yeah it's such an important one and to like really have is. this couple of hours so they say at least 90 minutes if not two hours between meals yeah at so a that i also do that um, and then, I mean, I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting too, but like, you don't always have to call it that. Just, exactly. It's just, also just the way we should normally eat. It anyway. That, exactly. So the thing is that if you can think about like eating while the sun's up and stopping eating when the sun goes yeah. down, and obviously that's harder in the winter, but like, that's the way that our ancestors definitely ate. No one was eating because there wasn't electricity. No one was eating, you know, once it's it was so really true. dark out. So I think that yeah. like, that's the way that I like to think about it of like, you want to squish your eating hours. And most important part is eating a l- dinner a little earlier, not pushing breakfast back until you're starving. And yes. it's like one yeah um well so that's my thing is that then people are like well like i can't wait because like then i i find myself recently eating breakfast at like 10 yeah and most people are like that's crazy late for me which i get i could have never done that in a corporate world like ever yeah because i was getting up at the crack of dawn i was doing so much before 10 o'clock felt like it was like lunchtime for me which actually was when it 10 o'clock was the rule of when I was allowed to start talking to coworkers about lunch because, like, I was the girl that got to the desk <laughs> and at 8 awesome. o'clock, I'm like, guys, what are we getting for lunch? Like, yeah. What are we doing? And started the conversation. Right. Finally, everyone's like, Cameron, shut the fuck up. You have to wait until 10 o'clock. Like, that is a rule. So 10 that. o'clock was actually the time that I started talking about lunch. And so I get that, but it's all individualized. Like, yeah. It's the same thing as a lot of people can't, unfortunately, eat dinner that early because a lot of people sometimes. Yeah, but if you can working. try to eat dinner at least two hours before you go to bed, Which I think is that that's doable. doable. Um, I, I was at a, this conference and they talked about doing it four hours before you go to bed. That's especially that's for like disease lot. states and stuff, yeah. too. I mean, there's a lot of be- of research on the benefits of of giving yourself food for hours before you go to bed. Yeah. Um, but I say at a minimum, too, I think that's doable. If you can I have dinner, if doable. you go to bed at, you know, 10 and you can, I don't know, that, that's I go to bed at like 9. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> like a grandma. Girl. But um, if you can have dinner at by 8, I think that that's like yeah. realistic for most people. So, I yeah. mean, I'm like prime time is my is 6.30. That's like I love eating dinner at 6.30. Yeah. It's just hard. Joe gets a little Yeah, I was going to say, you might be eating dinner alone. Uh, I know. <laughs> well, like, I do ha- – I tried – I will wait for him, but mm-hmm. if it's a late night, which he hasn't been working lately, but then we would eat separately. Mm-hmm. But, like, he walks in the door, and I'm like, okay, uh, so dinner? So dinner, Like, yeah. now? He's like, okay, give me five minutes, right. Cameron. But – 
it's also finding friends. Like, a lot of my friends know if we're getting dinner on a weeknight, like, I'm going as early as possible. I love that. I just, it, it's so much better. Like, then you get a dinner, you get time, time to come to home. Chill. Like, chill, relax, get ready for bed, go to sleep. Like, mm-hmm. I completely agree. Uh, and the bio, the sort of, like, the way that it works to give yourself digestive rest overnight, too, really is so... It's necessary. Necessary. Like, it allows you your feel brain the difference. To, yeah, from a de-stressing standpoint, from a digestive yeah. standpoint. Um, immunity, there's so much, just like all of it. That's like when your body shouldn't be focusing on digestion while you're sleeping. I totally agree. And like I notice a massive difference just the way I feel when I wake up of like, okay, when did I eat dinner? Like today, mm-hmm. I felt, the other day, like I felt like shit all day and I was traveling and I had a really bad stomach pains and so I eat like just a bland oatmeal before my flight at like 5 30 right and then I got home late and I just went to bed right the next morning I was like wow that happened that happened to me last night too I like, like was yeah. really delayed coming home and I just like had a, a five o'clock dinner and in Colorado I got home at 3 a.m and this morning I'm like oh, okay yeah like, really good that makes a difference and if yeah. I had gotten home at midnight and like scarfed everything down in my fridge right so speaking of food yes what would be up to three ways to your heart through food so Ooh. it doesn't have to be like your yeah. last meal but okay so my brother has a pizza restaurant in Wait, Greenpoint. Wait, I wanted to ask you about yeah. this. I see so, you post about it, yeah, and I so need it's to It's amazing. Go. It's called Polly G's Slice Shop. It's yeah. the, the new slice shop um, around the corner from the real restaurant. And so my family is like a pizza family, but yeah. my dad has like an outdoor pizza oven in his backyard. I love that. So our family, like back to community too, like our family just gets together around pizza yeah. for whatever reason. So it's less about the pizza than it is, but the pizza's freaking amazing at Polly yes. G's too. Um, but it's it's really fun. So like that's absolutely one. Okay. Um, I'll the have to second, oh my gosh, out. now that I had like the green margaritas in my head, I feel like that's it. Yeah, that's that's my friends okay. and I always go to this restaurant, Wild Sun, and get the green margaritas. We're there like most nights a week. Yeah. Um, and the third one, this isn't so much a f- uh, specific food, it's more just like a feeling, I guess, around food, is going I, to the, the farmer's market on Sunday, on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Um, when you don't have anything, anywhere to be, anything to do, I and you just like get to like, rushed. you know, not being, not be rushed, yeah. try the strawberries, like, especially this time of year, it's just heaven, and yes. that sort of like, relaxed feeling is so happy to me <laughs> i agree do you go to the union square one I, yeah the union square even the abington is yeah. like not so bad right now there's one in the west village yeah. that are, are, the other times of the year is pretty um i know pretty sad but the, during the summer they have tons of berries they have lots yeah. of like beautiful fresh flowers and stuff too so i love that um sort of ritual and then sort of deciding what to cook for breakfast from that or brunch from that um, i do makes love me that. so happy i'm never here on the weekends over the summer so i feel like i miss like the good season of farmers Does, markets. but you go to jersey shore right? yeah so like they have do they have farmers markets you know when i people always they ask have, me like, all the great these questions about the shores but like yeah. when i go to the shore like i am not living the same life i'm living here like i yeah. don't cook right. for the most part at my beach house because it's my parents house and mm-hmm. like honestly we usually have like a typical weekend for us is at least 10 mm-hmm. by the time it gets to, like my sisters are like husband fiance wow. boyfriend yeah and then all of our a lot of our cousins live in the city so like they like will come a few of them or all of them my grandma aunts like so that's without any friends yeah and then wow. on top of that usually at least one child has a few friends so like yes i love cooking and i'll grill a lot like i just did a weekend with a few friends my parents were there so like i grilled the whole weekend but mm-hmm. a like my parents really enjoy doing it and yeah, so like, i think so they're nice. kind of like back off this is our space <laughs> um and my mom is j- jokes that i like took over her role in the kitchen of the house and I love it. she is definitely more open to it now but in the beginning she was kind of like what's going on here like, yeah i didn't just give you this like i enjoy this and she really does and i kind of take that time to just like relax and enjoy the beach yeah, and like not worry about cooking for 15 so people nice. yeah. like i like doing it randomly but i don't like doing it friday saturday sunday every weekend no, like 100%. she does i like really kudos to her i like i'm amazed by the efficiency and like the lack of complaint and the actual enjoyment yeah of the it older all. that we get to you're like wow they put in a lot of work and time and it's effort outrageous that, to things that go totally unnoticed i feel that same exact way about joe and i had a talk too. last night about it because there have been a few weekends where they weren't there and so mm. i was in charge of like making sure the groceries were stocked cleaning up everything putting everything out like i swear i loaded the dishwasher 20 times a day unloaded it like it's just so much work to keep a house maintaining especially a house that has guests there yeah and i'm like they never complain about this like how i know oh i love your parents i'm That's so, so awesome. amazed <laughs> yeah so when i go to the shore i like i don't grocery shop. Yeah. i'm just Good i just want to hang out that's awesome. It's you my need a time. time. You, otherwise, like, I mean, you are always, I feel like, cooking and prepping and yeah. doing all the things. It's so it's nice time to, to take just the have break. some, yeah, especially in what they still get some good food. Exactly. Too. Like, if I was relying on 
pizza delivery every night, then like sure, I would cook pizza some stuff. But they cook very healthy foods. So awesome. Um, well, thank you so much thank for you so being much for on having here. Me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm it's so great. so happy that this worked. And of course, I'll put everything in the show notes for food trainers and for the new podcast. Oh, thank you. And do you think is your Instagram would be the best method? Yeah, of, like, yeah, yeah. Following everything Caroline you do, Brown right? Nutrition, yeah, yeah. It'll be in the show notes. And thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Samsung837, for allowing us to use this amazing space. And thank you for putting up with my really sick, nasally congested <laughs> voice because I hate sounding like this and I'm scared to listen to this episode, but summer colds happen. So thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there at Freckled Foodie.